Welcome to The Deal with Yield, your podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. I'm John Zook, agronomist with Winfield United. Joining us today on the show is Lillian Magadow. Lillian is a senior research manager at the Winfield United Innovation Center that's located in River Falls, Wisconsin, and she is here to talk about new dicamba research findings. That's right. So Lillian, you've joined us on the show before, and we've talked all about dicamba, drift reduction agents. We've covered a lot of those topics, but really for any of our past listeners and any of our new listeners, just to refresh our memory, I guess I'd like to spend a little time and go back and kind of do a quick overview of what we discussed this past May. Can we go over that a little bit? Yeah, I think what we talked about last year was testing with a standard test method versus in a crosswind. And what we were finding is some better ways to keep sprays on the acre, including dicamba sprays. And basically, anytime you're putting a spray on a field, that spray is going to experience a crosswind. Because as a sprayer travels, that movement, however fast you're driving, mm-hmm. 10, 15 miles an hour, that's a crosswind to a spray. And what we did is we dug into that some more. And so that's what's different from last year is just understanding what's going on and why this affects sprays. Okay, so the real reason you're in the studio today, what can you tell us about bag breakup? Bag breakup. Okay, so that's the new, the new buzzy word um, from the work we've been doing in spray technology. And that comes from what we were talking about before, testing in a crosswind condition, which is more field realistic. So our standard method, you're spraying with the wind, you're spraying sideways, not towards the ground. What we did is we turned the nozzle pointing towards the ground, and then we put it at a 45-degree angle. And what that simulates is a combination of the travel speed of the sprayer and any kind of crosswind that that spray, that sprayer is experiencing. And so that 45-degree angle is a worst-case scenario where you're kind of having that maximum angle, but it is realistic. We used uh, label conditions, so we're not outside the label with this simulation. What we did is we sprayed some different treatments. The ones that we were looking at contained dicamba and glyphosate and a water conditioner, which was class actridian. And then we also included a DRA in the tank. So that's a drift reduction additive. In this case, it was on target. Mm -hmm. So most of the DRAs on the market, in fact, all of them that I know of, are polymers. And they can be a guar or a polyacrylamide. Those are two sources of polymers. What those do is those essentially thicken the spray and greatly reduce the volume of fine droplets and can really cut down on drift. But they do affect the viscosity of the spray and they affect how it behaves. So what we found is that when we tested in a crosswind, we started to see, we we were using a different laser technique So, yeah, I guess I can dive into that a little bit if you want me to. Let's summarize here. Basically, what we did is we took what we have to work with, which is one stationary nozzle, and we positioned it in the right position to replicate that wind or that movement of the spray rig through the field so we can actually look at what those droplets are would be experiencing real time as they're being applied. And this is the new method. And out of that new method of looking at those droplets, we discovered or experienced more bag breakup, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so we began to analyze this bag breakup. So this bag breakup, let's talk a little bit about the laser and, and the depth of how we look at it, but then we'll bring it back into what are we actually talking about? So, mm-hmm. so go into the laser. What are we, how, are we, how are we really looking at this bag breakup and what is actually occurring there? Yeah, so a lot of the work that's been done on sprays in recent years has been done using an approach called laser diffraction. If you don't want to have to remember that word, you can call that the red laser. And what the red laser does is it gives you basically an average of a sweep through the spray, and it does a lot of smoothing of that curve and gets you kind of a generalized sense of what's in that spray. It's a really good method for high throughput testing, and it's good for making some relative comparisons. Where it can be weak is when you want to start looking at different positions in the spray, different configurations. It does best when you do the same thing every time. So previously, so about two years ago, we purchased a PDPA laser. If you don't want to remember that one, you can call it the green laser. <laughs> so Red and green. <laughs> red and green. So green is different in that it's measuring individual droplets. It's not averaging things as much. It's actually capturing them in midair in a little tiny point where it's sampling them. What that allows you to do is to move your sampling point outside of that spray, and you can start asking some different research questions that... I don't really think you could do with the red laser or they'd be very, very challenging. Mm -hmm. We've also found the green laser is better at measuring some of these ultra-coarse sprays that are getting really common when you look at the dicamba acre or when you look at some of these polymers that are thickening the spray, creating a very coarse spray. So we've been implementing this as a method for a while. When we did this crosswind, we knew that because we weren't using our standard method, that standard sweep, we needed to use the green laser. So when we used the green laser, we started to capture where, so remember what I said, we had that DRA, that polymer in there. We're in a crosswind condition and we're measuring individual droplets kind of outside the main part of that spray zone. What we started to see was quite a bit of fine droplets in that driftable size range that were escaping from that spray plume. Those are the exact droplets that can drift. And that is what we dug into. And so bag breakup, when we get back and dig into that, that's the mechanism we found that was leading to those fine droplets. Okay, so because we're not averaging droplets anymore and we're actually counting individual droplets with green laser, now we're able to pick up there's maybe some more finds in there that we didn't necessarily come to. Exactly. So I call a red laser the Goldilocks laser because it's really good at giving us a nice bell curve Mm -hmm. that it says, well, it's not, it's too hot or too cold or just right, Mm -hmm. right? But that's about as good as it does. The green laser allows us to get into some details, like what happens if you put raisins in the oatmeal, right? Or what happens (laughs) if you add a little milk or do you like Mm -hmm. some sugar with it? So the green laser gives us options that we can ask questions and start to count things and and be a little bit more specific versus Mm -hmm. just the smoothing of that. So bag breakup, we've mentioned it. We've discussed it. Like, give us an analogy. What what is it, bag breakup? Yeah. What's going on? 
you know, it's not really the season for this anymore. It's getting pretty cold out there. But, you know, if you were out there this summer with a, a, a wand, you know, blowing bubbles, I don't know if you have kids in your life, and you, you blow a bubble, this is what's happening with bag breakup. You have this kind of thickened liquid, mm -hmm. and you blow through that wand, and you make a nice big bubble. That's what's happening um, with these polymers in a crosswind, is they're catching the air kind of like a sail, and they have enough kind of thickness, viscosity, we call it to them that they're holding that spray in a bubble-like formation or a bag. And when we dug into that, we learned that this bag phenomenon is actually known in the literature, in previous research. And it actually goes back 100 years. We found a paper on it from 1919. Hmm. So this concept of bags went back a while. Now think back to that bubble. So you're out there in the yard, you're blowing some bubbles. What happens when you pop that bubble? It disappears. It disappears, right? Does it completely disappear? Poof? Well, if you pop it too close to your face, you kind of feel like a mist or, you, you know, if it mist. pops on your cheek. Exactly. So it makes a spray. So when you pop these bubbles, the end result is some really fine droplets. And so that's what we figured out is the source of these fine droplets that we're finding in these sprays. So as when that bubble pops and as it disintegrates, there's this ridge of fine droplets that are being produced as it kind of dissolves into the atmosphere. And those are the ones that we're now counting with the green laser. That's what we're detecting. That's right. So that's bag breakup. That's bag breakup. Okay. So talk a little bit about the process. I mean, we kind of developed the technical process around it. How are we using that process? How are we presenting that process? What does this mean to growers? So I'll let you start. That was kind of three questions, but like, how are we using it? How are we protecting it? Let's yeah. go there. So overall, so if we're talking about a spray where we're worried about drift, you know, let's say that you've made a choice to put a polymer in that spray, some kind of drift control aid to reduce drift potential. That polymer still does that. It's still cutting out the fine droplets quite a bit. But then you're kind of creating this bag breakup problem. Mm -hmm. What we've found is that if you add interlock to that, that prevents those bags from forming in the first place. So what we're looking at is how do we solve this problem? We, we need those DRAs in the tank for a lot of tank mixes for mm -hmm. dicamba. Those, it's also those polymers are a popular category of drift control. But how can we do better and keep more product on the field? So digging into that has been a lot of our focus. So really what when we talk about bag breakup typically we're talking about if you have a, if you have a polymer in the tank you're creating these bags that are creating fines. Mm -hmm. If we put a a drift and deposition aid the one that we use is is interlock that gets rid of a lot of these bags. How do we can we visualize what's happening here? Is there a way we do that? I mean, I've seen some pictures. Talk a little bit about how we can visualize this. How do you see it? Good question, yeah. So what we have is a lot of high-speed photography capabilities. And when I say high-speed, that creates slow-mo. So when you use a high-speed camera, you can really see what's happening slowly, and you can see those bags forming. And you can also see when you add that drift and deposition aid, those you know not forming in the first place. So that is one of the key methods that we've done to understand this phenomenon and describe it. So it's really a two-part. We got you got the laser and then you got the high-speed photography to, to try to pick out here we're detecting these things, but why? Mm -hmm. What's happening there? And that's how we came across a hundred-year theory and, and brought it back to life again. 
Yep, exactly. And that's really where the Innovation Center comes in. You know, we could not have done this three years ago. We have so much more capabilities to be able to uncover these things and delve into these questions and understand the phenomena. We talked about Bay Breakup. We talked in depth about lasers. What does it mean in the field? How can growers use it? What are we going to do because of it? It's all just about keeping product on the field. And so what we can do is fine tune the different setup that we're using for making a spray application. So if you've got a DRA in the tank, a polymer, just know that that doesn't completely get rid of these fine droplets. It's a step that gets you closer, but to really dial it in, adding that interlock does fine tune it. How do we move this across maybe trait technologies? I mean, this is maybe a little specific to dicamba, but really, if we have a DRA or a polyacrylamide, a guar product in the tank, this is still applicable technology, correct? That's correct, yes. Okay. So it's really, it's about that stewardship piece, and it's about, you know, using the right tools for the job. So the reason that there's a lot of focus between this and the dicamba acre is because so many tank mixes require a DRA. So this is just adds to our knowledge of how to manage that acre better. But any time that you are using a polymer, this condition is still occurring. So if drift is your concern, this is a way to further manage that. Mm-hmm. So... I was driving down the road, what, a couple weeks ago, and uh, if the audience can't tell already, Lily and I kind of chat on this every once in a while, so we have dialect around it, and I sent you an email because I had a quick, like, one-liner. Do you remember what that one-liner was? Do you want to say it? Do you remember? I don't have the exact wording. Okay, so uh, the one-liner was, I was thinking about this and this bag breakup. It's kind of a funny, awkward term. We always say, ah, it's just kind of awkward to say bag breakup, and what does it mean? But... uh, just got to remember that interlock is going to take all the baggage out of your spray applications. That's right. Yep. Right? So I think that's really what sums that up when we look at the products and, and what we're doing with the Innovation Center and some of the new stuff we're bringing is trying to optimize our current processes and bring more value to the acre, more value to the grower. That's right. Yeah. You've been listening to the Deal with Yield podcast. With us today, we had Lillian Magadow, Senior Research Manager at Winfield United Innovation Center in River Falls, Wisconsin. If you enjoy the show, please rate us, review us online, or on your podcast app. For more episodes, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and thedealwithyield.com. 